you, Father God, to glorify you through the word of God. And Father, we thank you that we all have been crucified with Christ and it's none of us that live, but it's Christ that lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So tonight, we're going to start with the in-house first. So the ones that have the papers from the in-house, who want to come up first? Hallelujah. paper I have is on does pride stop you from praying for others um and the example the Lord gave me was with Jesus when he said um in Matthew 6 he says when you pray don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do he says for they think they should be heard for their much speaking but he says your father knows what things you have need of before you ask him so Jesus was our example and everything that he did, you know, in this prayer was not about him, you know. And he and he went on to say, Therefore, after this manner pray you, our Father which are in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. And he said, Give us this day our daily bread. So there's us and our, he was, he was still praying for us, our, you know, because we all have the same father. He was praying for, for us all, you know, um, so it wasn't about him. And, uh, just like in, in prayer generally, when I'm in prayer, that's how I go to the father. It's always us, you know, I don't have to call out everybody's name, uh, individually, but, God knows who we're all connected with. We're all brothers and sisters in Christ. So it's always us. It's not just me, you know. So Jesus wasn't saying, give me, you know. And and he was just reminding me how every prayer in the word of God, Jesus, really, if you if you look at the prayers, it was never about him. You know, it was always for somebody else. And even when Satan came to him and said, uh, turn the stones into bread, Jesus wasn't concerned with himself, you know. So again, the Father knows what we have need of before we ask him. So we shouldn't be wrapped up in ourselves, you know, I, me, myself, and I, which is pride. But Jesus is the example of humility. So he shows us how to pray, you know. Um, And he said, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So we, we're praying for forgiveness, you know, for, for the things we may do in, in a day, you know. Um, and we're forgiving those who trespass against us. You know, we, we're releasing them from their debts. Um, so, again, that's praying for other people. You know, even when they sin against you, you still release them. You know, he was obedient unto death. So even, even though we may not feel like praying for those people, 
if we will humble ourselves, we will still pray for even our enemies, those people who do us wrong. Um, so <clears throat> Jesus also said that if you don't forgive men that trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you. You know, so we have to uh, humble ourselves and pray, you know, and again, it'll be praying for others. You know, that prayer was, was strictly the Father's will, the Father's kingdom, and for us, you know, and, and so we know everything that Jesus did in that prayer was not about him. So if, we, if we're walking in humility, we will pray for others and not be so concerned with ourselves, knowing if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything we need will be added to us, you know, so we can just pray for other people, not be so wrapped up with ourselves, knowing our Father, he has us. As we're handling his business, he'll handle ours. Amen. More people from the in-house. I believe it's Joe and Kim. Do we have anyone else in-house that did not go, that need to go? Before others start calling in? Was there anyone else? You, Jamie, okay. Come on down, Kim. Can I mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, the one we're going to do. Can you hear me? All right, the one we're going to do is uh, husband tells the wife, I pay the bills, I take care of you and the family. Without me, uh, you would not make it. I can have any woman I wanted, but I settle for you, and you do what I say in this house or leave. How would you handle it? I'm just getting off work, coming to the house. Hey, baby, how you doing? Good, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Um, man, it was a long day at work. Uh, food ready? Um, It's cooking. It's cooking? I've been at work all day long, and you tell me you just now cooking the food? What you been doing at home all day? Matter of fact, you know what? I could have had any woman I wanted, but I decided, I decided to uh, settle for you. And if you can't do what I want you to do in this house, you can go back to your mama's house. I take care of the bills of this house. You see that car you got outside? You see the TVs on the wall? I did all that. So the only thing I actually do is, hey, had the food ready and uh, had this house cleaned up when I get home. If you can't do that, you can go back to your mama's house. Okay. First of all, oh, hold up now. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to tell me what I'm going to do in my house. Okay, this is mine and yours. I pay the bills in this house, though. Until you start paying bills, what you going to do? Okay, I'm sorry for coming at you that way. I will have the dinner ready in a few minutes. Okay. Well, while you are getting dinner ready, I'll um, go watch some TV, put my feet up. Thank you, that's it. (laughs) Kim said she wasn't finished. Yeah, oh, okay, my fault. Go ahead and finish. Yeah, why you, yeah. Okay, I need to go to the Lord with him because I'm about to knock him out. So, Jesus, first, 
I apologize to you because if I put you first, I would have things the way I need to have it and I wouldn't have talked to him the way I did. So please forgive me and please help me to do with, I mean, to talk to him in the way you would have me to. Amen. Amen. Brother Jamie. Say you not only are we getting the word in here, but we're learning how to be actors, right, and actresses. <laughs> Amen. God is good. He's full of surprises too. So mine was, what does pride lead to? And we all know that pride, Proverbs sixteen eighteen, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. And all of us have experienced pride in our lives before, and um, it, it, it might still try to come up, but we have to recognize it and, and deal with it right then and there. And another scripture I have here is, if anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. And this is Galatians 6.3. I mean, we, not to say that our righteousness is in God, right? We know who we are in Christ, but we don't need to be walking around thinking we're all that in a bag of chips, right? And so when you see that in operation, that spirit, that prideful spirit, I've experienced it in close quarters. And it's just, it's, um, you really sit back and you be, if you, you'll be like, man, thank you, God, that I'm not, you know, like that. I mean, you appreciate what that that humbleness, that humble spirit that God expects each and every one of us to, of us to have, and um, it's really the only way. Um, pride is just it's dangerous. It's it's you don't want to deal. You don't want that. So um, uh, for me, about a month ago, um, boss man, he he drives late in the evening sometimes, and um, he one of the taillights on the trailer, it got ripped out. And so the following morning, he asked me, he's like, Jamie, um, on your way out, you know, if you don't mind, will you, you know, put this light back in the trailer? And I'm like, sure, you know, it's no big deal. And so um, I'm already thinking in my mind, I'm like, well, he told me what happened, you know, when he went down on a embankment and the light ripped out. So I, I started thinking negative right then. I'm like, well, this this light ain't going to go back in. You know, it's not. So I'm just like the, you, you ever done that? You, you, you start thinking negative, And before you even get to the situation, like the, the, the boy in facing the Giants when he was trying to kick the field goal, you remember his dad was telling him, you have to see it. You know, you have to see yourself kicking that field goal. You know, and just like me, I wasn't seeing that light going in. So, um. I got the light, and um, Brother Manny, I don't know what it is. It just it wasn't my day. <laughs> I could not get the light in. Um, it wasn't about five minutes. I mean, it wasn't that long. And I'm like, Lord, what in the world? I mean, I, I, I changed out an alternator in the truck, Brother James, before. I mean, to be sure, I could put this light in. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's got these three prongs. And um, I took my pliers out and tried to straighten them up. And there I am, I'm trying to get the light in, and um, I'm like, man, this, this thing just ain't going. 
And here comes the boss man walking by. I'm like, Lord, don't let him see me still trying to work on get, trying to get this light in. And sure enough, guess who come right up behind me, sitting there watching me. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, have mercy. So I'm trying to put the light in. I got my pliers out. Um, I don't know why. Well, I was trying to straighten up the prongs, and um, there were sparks flying. I'm like, man, what in the world? <laughs> but I could right then. He never, you know, said anything. He was just watching me. It wasn't real long, but it felt like an hour. But um, I, I knew right then, I, I knew what was going on, so I was like, you want to try it? You try it? Can you put it in? <laughs> so don't be, you know, we're not always right. We can't always, you know, fix the situation. You know, God may have sent him over there to help me put the light in. And Apostle, why did he put it in in like 15 seconds? I mean, he just snapped that thing right in there, and I'm over there struggling with it. I'm like, what in the world? So I walked away, and I was like, I enjoyed that humble pie. <laughs> but um, it didn't bother me because, you know, I know who I am in Christ. But little situations like that I appreciate because, you know, we don't ever want to um, neglect pride you know because every day when we wake up and we get on our way um you know god he he could have someone there helping for us and i was sister deborah yours a couple weeks or a few weeks ago that was i know what you mean sometimes you just you you got a task to do you rather do it by yourself than have others come in and and lord you got to explain to them what to do you got to show them what to do show them how to do it and they don't want to do what you want to (laughs) do it's like i just rather do it myself (laughs) But 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 we know we can't do that, right? And because um, God, He He'll you know use people to help us, and that teaches us patience, and that teaches us how to you know um, work you know as a group and as a as a unit. And um, but I do love those times of just me and God. You know what I'm saying? But that was my example. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, Amen. Amen. God be the glory. Is there anyone else before someone call in from online? Jonas, hold on to it, Jamie. Mine was, um, you see two church folks going back and forth in a heated disagreement. How will you handle it? So the first thing that came to my mind was, um, if I hadn't prayed that morning about let me walk in the day that you have created, you know, guard, guard my tongue, guard me so that I will say the things that you have me to say, then I would pray before I came to try to um, see what's going on. Then um, once I prayed, the Lord said, go ahead and talk to him. Then I would try and do that. Um, and so... Um, What I would do is um, ask them, you know, are you okay? That's normally what I say is, are you okay? Is everything okay? You know, and uh, just based upon what they're saying will be how I react. Because if they're unruly or angry, I'll probably say, well, you know, pray to God again that he sends someone else. (laughs) Because because maybe I'm not that person. Mm -hmm. I mean, people have people that they want to talk to them. And some, they don't want to talk to you, so you better pray. So if they would allow me to talk with them, if it's church business, 
then I would say, you know, go to your leader and y'all sit down with your leader and resolve the issue because hopefully you can resolve it. So if it wasn't about church and it was something more personal and they allowed me to help them in that, then um, I would hope that the Lord gives me the wisdom to say what I need to say. So with my own mind, when I read this, because um, I got it Sunday, and so I was like, Lord, what should I say? So before he told me, I started looking in peace because <clears throat> that is what has helped me. Um, the scriptures of peace, the scriptures of love. Um, because when you get in situations, uh, if you want to be the child, uh, reflect yourself as a child of the king, you want to walk in what he has told you to walk in, and that's love and peace. So, um, um, <clears throat> so, um, but I was asleep, and the, uh, the Holy Spirit said to me, forgiveness. So I was like, okay. And he said, forgive your neighbor. So when I looked in the scripture, and I was looking at forgiveness, and I still looked at peace. And peace sort of fell in love in the fell into love as well. But um, the scripture that I looked at is, well, a few of them. But the ones that I wanted to mention is Ephesians 4, 32. And it says, Be ye kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God hath forgiven you. Um, because when you forgive others, then God is going to forgive you. And so you want to stay in forgiving, in that forgiving mode to forgive somebody. Um, and so I would talk to the individuals. Well, first see what they're talking about. And if they couldn't come to terms, then, you know, like maybe they're upset about whatever reason and not hearing each other, then it has to be, you know, different um, spirits that's involved. So um, I would, you know, talk to them about forgiveness and walking in peace. I'm sorry, that might be my phone. Um, and so I looked at 432, like I said, and that was talking about forgiving one another. And then I looked at um, Ephesians 431, and it said, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with, with all malice. So I would also, you know, give them that scripture and talk concerning that too and then um, I'm no scripture scholar but I would look it up you know and talk with them about it now Hebrews 12 14 says follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord so those scriptures are very important and I would tell them to meditate on those things um, so that they can come together and, and maybe resolve what it is that they need to resolve and if it was, if, if they couldn't resolve it, um, the word, and I don't remember where the scripture is, it says, you know, then have someone else to, to um, talk with them. Um, of course, in the church, who's of a kindred spirit. And then if it can't be resolved by that person, then involve maybe the preacher. And maybe, you know, it can be resolved that way. So I said, I wish I had another week to, to really meditate and let this get in my spirit. But. That's what I got out of it. Amen.
Okay, go ahead, darling. Okay. Um, I received the, the question, how does pride keep you from seeing yourself? And um, when Sister Denise told me that was my scripture, I said, I wonder why they give me that scripture. What in the world going on? So, so um, and so um, when I go about the tax collectors and the Pharisees and Sadducees, I thought about those guys. And today when I was in, it's easy for you to look at somebody else rather than to look at yourself. So what I did today, when I, when I was in the office today, um, my assistant was telling me, asking me, say, hey, have you seen, have you seen um, uh, a set of documents that, that I had? And I was like, no, I ain't seen nothing. I don't know where it is. I don't know nothing about it. And so she was saying, well, okay, I thought it was over there near you. I said, no, you mistaken. It ain't got nothing to do with me. And then I went and said, you know what? That's what we learned in Bible study about the Sadducees, how you over here looking at me, asking me about those documents, and you know I didn't have them. And so um, when I said that, lo and behold, she went right on the corner of my desk and picked up those documents. And I was like, hmm. another call in Jamie Jamie have a call in of knowing that God will 
and God shall take care of you. Um, you you let go of you let go and you let God do the work. It also made me think about um, the woman in the Bible and in the Old Testament, First um, Kings, um, where it talk about the woman that Elijah met when he went outside of Israel. And I had to look this up because the two different things that I'm going to talk about, um, I had to go back and read it again because I was like, okay, God, why are you dropping this in my spirit? And so with the first person, um, the first woman, um, Elijah went to a town outside of Israel because they were going through somewhat of a pandemic in Israel where there was like a drought. And when he went by being led by God, he met a woman there where God told him this woman was going to bring him food and something to drink. And so he met a lady there, a woman there, and she um, was gathering sticks because they didn't have much, her and her son, and she was just going to go home and starve to death. But whenever she met with Elijah, Elijah told you know, her what to do, which was go and bring him something to drink and food by hand, bread. She obeyed him and did it. Whenever she did, she was being, she was, she actually was, um, got blessed through her obedience. And I know if you have pride, you will not do that. You will look at what you have and what you're able to provide for your own family and not what God is telling you to do. And I think back now, God is bringing back to my remembrance. I guess that's why he's, he gave me this. When I first met Jamie and we were dating, he didn't know how I handled things at home with me and my son. I knew what I was capable of taking care of alone by myself. So I would always cook where it would be enough for a certain amount of days. <laughs> and it was enough for us. And Jamie was so free-hearted. Somebody go come by, he'd be giving away our food. And I'm like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I was trying to work it out in my own mind and not looking at who is my provider and who is going to take care of us. I'm looking at me, what I'm capable of doing. And, y'all, this is something God has just now given to me. This is why he gave me that woman. Because we are, we have to know that God is our everything. And if pride is present, we can't do what he wants us to do. And during this time of a pandemic as well, I look at how God blessed the church in so many ways. And it has to come through your obedience. No matter what the government's saying, no matter what it looked like, we have to be obedient and, and keep our mind on what God says, no matter what. And he will do the providing. He will take care of us. Not what it looked like, but what he says. And then he also gave me the Shemite, Shem, I can't even say her name, Shemite woman. <laughs> no, that, mm-hmm. that was a Shemite woman. The woman that um, that was in the New Testament talking about in Luke, where she gave her two mites. And how Jesus was watching the Pharisees come in and they were giving more 
They were giving more, giving a lot. But they had a lot to go home to, too. So in their giving, it wasn't coming from their heart. It was coming from their minds or what they felt like they wanted to give. With her, she gave her all that she had. And the two mites didn't add up to nothing. And even his disciples was like, well, that wasn't much she gave, but God looked at her heart. He knew she didn't have nothing to go home to. But he knew she was doing it out of obedience to what God, what she felt in her heart to do. And in her obedience, she would be blessed. And that's where we have to be. But if we always trying to work it out to be able to make it, we won't be able to do what God would have us to do. So that's what he gave me. And the, um, what does it mean to deny yourself? Amen. Amen. You're going to lay it right there. Okay, go ahead, Pastor Ross. Okay. Can everyone hear me okay? Yes. Okay, great. Um, what I was thinking about when I got this scripture, and I'm going to, or this, uh, about pride, I'm going to read it right quick. Okay, so mine was, does pride depend on self and how? As a preacher, I want to come from that standpoint tonight about how, as a minister of the gospel, we really have to um, let God lead, guide, and direct us. And I think Jamie brought that scripture up in um, Proverbs sixteen eighteen, where it says that uh, pride becomes pride comes before destruction. And in some translations, it says an arrogant spirit or pride before a fall. I'm reminded of King Herod, and that's that's what came to my spirit about King Herod in Acts chapter 12, uh, verse starting at verse 21, when you know he was so prideful in his ability to you know orate or speak that it says that in verse 21, chapter 12 of Acts, it says, and upon a set day Herod arrayed in a royal apparel, set upon his throne, and made an oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of a God and not of man. And immediately an angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. He was eaten of worms and he gave up the ghost because the word of God grew and multiplied. But the word of God grew and multiplied. And what that says to me is when we're talking about pride, even as leaders, we have to make sure that we're not walking in pride, that, um, you know, if we do walk in pride and we think we can get up and we uh, preach a sermon or something like that, um, we have to make sure that we know that it is the Lord speaking through us and he's the one that's holding us up. I remember I was in uh, Champaign, Illinois one time and <clears throat> I had preached a service and the day after that they were going to have some type of event where they had a, a lot of preachers come in and speakers and it was almost like a competition on who could give the best speech in 15 minutes. And that kind of troubled me because I'm like, we are not in competition. We are not here trying to show who can outdo somebody else in the pulpit. And so when I look at, you know, how pride can come before a fall, as a leader, we have to stay humble because we can get prideful and, you know, and arrogant in ourselves if we think that, you know, we can depend on ourselves to give a speech because we have to depend on God 
to say everything that he wants us to say while we're ministering to his people. And so if we depend on ourselves, if we have pride in ourselves and what, you know, type of, you know, or orator abilities we may have, you know, that's pride in what we think we know, even with, you know, those that are you know educated and things like that. If you take your education and say, I know this, that, and the other, and I know more than God, then, you know, you get into pride. And so that's just something that, you know, from a leader standpoint that we always guard against, knowing that it's what God gives us to say, not ourselves, because we don't want to end up, you know, um, in destruction. We don't want to end up like Herod. You know, it says that, you know, the people gave him a shout. So the people were just like boosting him up. They were really, you know, playing to his pride. But he didn't give God the glory. And it says that the angels smote him. The worms ate him, and he gave up the ghost. So that was a great price to pay for walking in the pride of who he thought he was. And at, at the end of the day, it was shown that he didn't really, you know, um, because he didn't give God the glory, he ended up dead. And uh, I'm not saying that that would be a severe punishment for us, but, you know, because there's grace and mercy. But I tell you, we have to really walk in humility even as a leader and as a speaker, that we are not, you know, puffing ourselves up or looking for the accolades of men because that will cause us to walk in pride if we get our eyes off of Jesus. That's all I have. Amen. Okay, we have another one. Is anyone else waiting on the phone while he's getting, um, you got the mic turned on, honey, you got to put it up towards the, the mic is right there and you got the phone there. Go ahead. Okay. I have husband. You ready? Okay. I have husband tell the wife. I oh, let me turn my TV down. I have husband tell the wife. I pay the bills. I take care of you and the family. Without me, you would not make it. I would have any woman I wanted, but I settle for you. You would do what I say in this house I leave. How will you handle it? Hmm. Oh, help me, Jesus. He knows everything. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, God, for providing glory. Hallelujah. Thank you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> let go and let God. Um, I came home one day and the sink was full of dishes. After I just cleaned the kitchen up early, I said, you washed it. You need to wash them dishes. You've been cooking all that stuff. You need to clean up behind yourself. So I have learned to humble myself. Thank you, God. <laughs> so um, I thought about um, James 14, humming yourselves in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. And then I was thinking about First Peter 5, 6, humming yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of the God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. And um, I just wanted, this one here came to me, too. Psalms 40. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. 
I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of a harbor pit, out of mirror clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise our God, men will see and fear with trust in the Lord. Whew, thank you, God. Thank you in the name of Jesus. That's what um, the Holy Spirit had me to come out and say. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Okay, bye-bye. Okay. Now we have another caller on the line. <laughs> Brother Willie, you had somebody. Huh? I think you had Loretta. He had Land. Is Land waiting, Willie? Okay. Hello. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Mine said, "Does pride stop you from praying for others?" So are you praying for him now? This is Land right here. All right, Land, go ahead. Does pride stop you from praying for others? And my answer is yes. Uh, and my answer is yes. Is that it? It. Okay. What happened? Hello? That- Hello? He threw are you through? Uh, no. Uh, what I was going to say is um, I think one thing about when I was a kid coming up, and uh, a lot of times we use pr- we use pride as a defense mechanism. Okay. And, uh, hey, Land, you have to uh, get away from the Internet, the um, live, because it's talking back to us. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Um, well, I was saying, like, when I was a little coming up, many times we were brought up, and, you know, back then that was before it was politically co- correct, and people could say anything to you, so many times we used uh, pride as a defense mechanism. And um, I'm, just th- I'm, th- I'm just thankful for the teaching that we get now to help bring that out of me, because, uh, you know, I think about how Jesus was when he walked with his disciples. You know, they had the last supper, and he knew that Peter was going to deny him. He knew that Judas was going to turn him in, and then Thomas was going to doubt him. But yet, he could have said to his father, look, father, uh, I can't really do this, but I think I changed my mind because I'm getting disrespected. They don't believe what I say, but he didn't. He went on and did what he was supposed to do, and because he did what he did, we have a chance to redeem ourselves, so... That's why I'm, that's what I had to say. Amen. Okay, after this one, we're going to take the... Huh? 
After this one here, we're going to do the rest of them next week. If everybody watching on live. Good evening, everybody. Good, good evening, Apostle. Good evening, Carlton. Yeah, I have uh, you here, a church member, bragging on what they have and how anointed they are. And if people were like them, they would have what they have. How would you handle the situation? The, that, the way I would handle the situation, first I would tell them, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, that, number one, that's pride. And we know God said pride come before a great fall. And God said he resists the pride and give the grace to the humble. And also I would tell them, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, that everything that you have is because of God. It's not because of, you know what I'm saying, I mean, you or your accolades or what you, what you have or, you know what I'm saying, I mean, or your physical status. And at the same time, we have to understand that everything that we have, you know what I'm saying, and that we are, it's because of God, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey. And at the same time, we have to, I, 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 would, I would let them know, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, that pride, God resists the pride, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, and you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, you will fall eventually, you know what I'm saying, if you, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, you could, because uh, God, you know what I'm saying, resists the pride and give, give, give grace to the humble. And at the same time, I would tell them, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, that, you know what I'm saying, you can't, uh, Walk around with that, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, with that, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, spirit, because, you know what I'm saying, you have to, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, be humble, because the thing about it is, though, you know what I'm saying, quick as you get some things, quick as you can lose them, too, you know what I'm saying, especially when you're not giving God the glory, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, for them, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, and a lot of times, you know what I'm saying, everything that, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, just say, if it wasn't a believer, a lot of things that people get, you know what I'm saying, I mean, hey, um, Sometimes, you know what I'm saying to me, hey, they're not always from God, though, you know what I'm saying to me, hey, because the, the enemy, he knows how to bless you too as well, you know what I'm saying to me, hey. But when he, when he, when he bless you with things, though, you know what I'm saying to me, hey, basically, you know what I'm saying to me, hey, he, you, he, you have to stay at that certain status or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And eventually, you know what I'm saying to me, hey, when you get things from him, though, his tactics behind that is to come to steal, steal, kill, and destroy. But when God gives you, you know what I'm saying, things, you know what I'm saying, we know it's life in that, you know what I'm saying? And we know God said he give us life and give us life more abundantly. So, yeah, basically, you know what I'm saying to me, hey, with that, you know what I'm saying to me, hey, with, with the, when a person is, uh, you know what I'm saying to me, hey, basically, you know what I'm saying to me, have that, have that, have that pride, you know what I'm saying? You have to, you have to go low, you know what I'm saying to me? And that's not just for a person, that's for all of us, you know what I'm saying, the body of Christ, you know what I'm saying? We got to stay low. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, and you know, it's, 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 it's a, I, I, I was, I would use this too. How low can you go? You can't go low enough, you know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, because, you know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, um, God required for us to be, you know what I'm saying? I mean, humble, you know what I'm saying? So, and that's it. Amen. Amen. We'll take the other calls next week. Um, and we're going to close, but I want to say this. Um, today I had two young ladies to, call me and put me in their little stuff and uh, sometimes you don't have to be there for somebody to give you a telephone call right so when one young lady called me she let me know that the other young lady had hit her so I called the other young lady in the room and matter of fact the young lady FaceTimed me and told me the other young lady hit her so I called the other young lady in the room and I Asked her, did she hit her? And she said, yes, because she scratched me. So I told them both, I said, y'all need to tell each other that you're sorry. They told each other that they were sorry, and I said, you need to hug one another. They hugged one another at the time, and they kissed one another. I could hear them just kissing each other on the phone. And then the little lady that called me to tell on that one, 
She said, now I'm getting ready to call my daddy. Click up. Those are my two granddaughters. <laughs> so it was a lot of strife in the room. And they tried to resolve it by calling me ma. But after they did everything they did, the little three-year-old wasn't satisfied until she called her daddy. Didn't she bring somebody else on in on the picture? <laughs> so I'm saying with these teachings that we're getting, we as Christians, the more we get into the word of God, the more we'll know how to act when we're out of the house of God. Or even out of the word of God. Amen. So thank all of y'all for participating. And I believe Tisha over here, she'll probably participate sometime or another. Because she's been sitting here taking it all in. Amen. So thank y'all for participating. And um, we'll begin again next Tuesday. And prayerfully we will close it out next Tuesday with pride. Amen. Is there any announcements?